Okay, today I want to begin a new series called The Story. And, and I'm going to talk about the story. Now, we all know some stories. Some of you had family members that would tell a story all the time, and they always had a story. And, and sometimes that story would prove to be true. Sometimes that story would prove to be false. But today, I want to tell you a true story. In fact, it is the story, the story of how Jesus came to be the light of the world. Because every one of us, when we start thinking about Christmas time and we look at the cute little nativity scenes that we see around uh, in different places, we have a tendency to glamorize, fantasize, or sanitize the birth of Jesus. We have a tendency to think of it as just this really cute, beautiful thing when it really wasn't any of those things. The, the, the manger that Jesus was born in was a feeding trough. Literally, animal saliva had been licking it. There was no central air in the stable. It was a dark and cold place. It was real. It was nitty. It was gritty. It was real life. But it was in the middle of all of this darkness that the light of the world came to this world to let his light shine. And I love the song we were just singing about tremble. The darkness has to flee. So we need to understand the power of light. I read a story recently about a university professor that was challenging his class, and he asked him, did God create everything? And a student raised his hand and replied, yes, sir, he actually did. The professor continued, well, if God created everything, then he created evil too. And since our works define who we are, then God must be evil. At this, the class kind of fell silent, and suddenly another student raised his hand and said, professor, does darkness exist? And the professor said, yes. And the student replied, no, sir, darkness does not exist. Darkness is just the absence of light. Light we can study, but not darkness. In fact, we can take Newton's prism to break the white light into many colors. And we can study the the wavelengths of each color, but you cannot measure darkness. A simple ray of light can break into a world of darkness and illuminate it. How can we know how dark a certain space actually is? You can measure it by the amount of light that is actually present. See, darkness is a term used by man to describe what happens when there is no light present. Then the young man asked, sir, does evil exist? The, The professor now feeling a little bit uncertain said, of course. To, to this, the, the student replied, no evil does not exist. At least it does not exist unto itself. It is simply the absence of goodness or the absence of God. It's just like darkness, a word that was made up by man to describe the absence of light. God did not create evil. It is the result of what happens when man does not have God's love. When, when man does not have the light of God present in his heart, Evil is like the cold that comes when there is no heat. And darkness is, the, is that which comes when there is no light. So we need to understand the importance of understanding that Jesus came to be the light of the world. When we started this church, it wasn't our desire that people could come and sit and just be entertained. I know from time to time I can be kind of funny and be a little humorous, and we do want you to enjoy the experience here. But it was never our desire for people to be entertained. We wanted people to discover the love and hope that is actually found in Jesus Christ so that their life would make a difference in the world that God has placed them in. 
so that they could allow the light of God that is now in them to shine forth to people that are around them that were in darkness. So we felt that we needed to do two things in order to accomplish this. The first thing we wanted to do is create a clear path of spiritual maturity. We call it the growth path because you have a destiny and you have a purpose that God has put in your life. And God didn't call you just to be a convert to come in and sit on the pew and just sit there and enjoy a service, enjoy a message. He's got a destiny in your life. In fact, let me say this, your life will never make sense. You'll never find fulfillment and meaning in life until you are actually doing what it is that God has designed you to do. Some of those things will be inside of this local body, but some things will be outside of these four walls. But your life will never make sense until you're doing what God designed and created you to do. The second thing we wanted to do was to create environments or atmospheres where God's presence could actually be experienced like we're doing here this morning. As we're worshiping God, many of you begin to feel the presence of God. As you're hearing the word, God's beginning to speak to your heart. And that's why the focus of every service is always on Jesus. It's not on the preaching. It's not on the worship team. It's not on the people on the stage, the people that are greeting you and the children. It's on Jesus. Because his, when his presence is experienced, environments are, that are focused on him, things begin to change. That's when we begin to experience peace in our life when we experience Jesus. And that's my prayer for every one of us that are here today throughout this series, that at a whole nother level, you will begin to experience the presence and the goodness of God, that you'll sense his presence like never before. Because of all the crazy that is happening in our world, people are going through incredibly difficult times right now. People are dealing with stuff that they could have never imagined. And it seems as if people are experiencing more darkness in their lives than they ever have before. And when darkness is do dominating your life and you feel like you're in this dark world and then suddenly you experience Jesus, his love begins to produce hope in your life. That what you're going through, you're going through, you're going to come out the other side victorious. That even in the midst of our darkest trials, you can allow God's light to light your path to help you find your way through the darkness. So today I want to share with you the story of how Jesus came to be the light of the world. Because it really is amazing what just a little bit of light can do in the midst of darkness. In fact, this morning, if we were to darken all of these lights suddenly in here and I were to light a candle, it would be amazing how our light eyes would begin to adjust and suddenly we would begin to be able to see from just a simple candle. And when your kids were going to bed, or maybe this is you, and they're a little afraid of the boogeyman, so you turn on a small little light and it seems like that small little light can drive away the boogeyman. It, it seems like it just chases them away. So the question for me, for me today is, do you still need a light show of hands today when you're going to sleep? How many of you are afraid of the boogeyman? Just a few of us willing to be. It's amazing to me what just a little bit of light can do and how you begin to adjust to that light. And light is one of the major themes of the Bible. In fact, if you go all the way back to the beginning, one of the first things that we see God actually doing is creating light. Here's what he said in Genesis chapter one, verse one. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse two says, and now the earth was formless and empty and darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The first thing that I want you to notice is that God was motivated to get involved. Yeah, 
God was motivated to actually do something because there was darkness. So notice his first words in verse 3. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God said, let there be light. And there was light. He just looked into the darkness and he said, listen, no, no, no. That's not my plan for the world. That's not what I've got in mind for the world. And in every one of our lives today, he looks at the darkness in our lives too. And he says, listen, that's not my plan for you. It's not my plan for you, even as followers of Jesus Christ, to actually end up being in darkness. So it started with let there be light. And it continued 4,000 years later when Jesus came to this earth. In fact, this is what Jesus said about himself in John chapter 12. He said, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me. Let me pause just for a second to say that can be when we first of all give our lives to Christ in salvation. But as followers of Jesus Christ, we have to continually learn to put our trust in him. Not in the government, not in our bank account, not in our exercise program. We have to learn to put our trust in him because he says, so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. So let me put it in context. The reason why there even is a Christmas is because Jesus has come as the light to shine in the darkness. That is the thing that motivated Jesus so that those who put their trust in Jesus, those who allow the light in to our lives, in areas of our life, we don't have to remain in darkness. See, what Christmas is all about is that Jesus saw the darkness in our lives and he wanted to bring light into that darkness. Now, I know since it's a Christmas series, some of you may be thinking, oh, so you're going to tell the story of the, of the star that shone for the wise men. But you may notice that throughout the, the first four Gospels, which are the four, first four books in the New Testament, that, that you see the Christmas story, and you may see something in here that you've never seen before. The first and the third book, Matthew and Luke, give the details of the Christmas story, but the fourth book, John, actually gives the significance of the Christmas story. Say, really, Pastor Richie? Let me show it to you. John 1.1 says this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So Jesus was there in the beginning. He was there when the world was created. He was there when it said, let there be light. Verse 3 goes on and says this. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. And then John gives his version of the Christmas story. In verse four and five, it says, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Now, I know some of you are thinking, Richie, that's not the Christmas story. It, it really is. You see, Matthew and Luke again give the details of the Christmas story, the wise men, the manger, who's in charge, but John gives the significance of the Christmas story. And that's why Jesus came to bring darkness into our lives because no matter who you are, the darkness is still trying to penetrate all of our lives all the time, isn't it? We're, we're constantly dealing with things, with depression, fear, anxiety, darkness trying to enter into our life. And that darkness can creep in in a variety of ways. For many people that I'm seeing right now, it's the pandemic that we're walking through. 
Their people are fearful and they're worried and they're afraid, but sometimes it comes through sickness, relationship issues, financial issues, depression, fear. And over the last several months as we've been walking through this, there are things going on in all of our lives. And if I'm not careful, I can try to work things out by myself. I can be the one that's going to try to fix COVID. I can be the one that's going to try to adjust and make the elections work for me or against me. Right? We, we take these things on ourselves. And when we do that, I begin to feel very anxious. I begin to feel very fearful and worried like it's up to me instead of knowing it's up to God. But the moment that I place my trust in Jesus again, and I want you to know, you may have given your life to Christ and may be a follower of Jesus Christ, going to heaven, awesome. But you are going to have to continually learn to place your trust in him. So when I learn to place my trust in Christ again and allow his light to shine in me, that light brings peace into my life. I can suddenly rest in the middle of the darkest storm because we all deal with darkness from time to time. The question is, are you and I going to learn how to rest in him and allow his light, his promises, his word, his goodness to actually light our way? See, the darkness that is the darkest in our lives is spiritual darkness. That's when you sin as we all do, but you're still carrying your sin. See, every one of us here today sin. The person that you're sitting by sins. I don't, but you guys sin. No, we all sin. But listen, if you've never given your life to Christ, if you've never invited him in to be your savior, you've never decided that you wanted him to be your Lord, then you haven't received his forgiveness, so you are still carrying your sin. And there is nothing darker than, than, than carrying the weight of your sin and the shame of your sin and all the condemnation that actually comes with it. Because Jesus came to not only shine his light to expose the darkness, but to free you from the condemnation and shame of that darkness. You need to hear that today. Some of you did some things wrong in your past. You you blew it. And every one of us could raise our hands to that. The question is, are we leaving it in our past and letting the condemnation and the shame go, or are we still carrying it? Do we still feel bad about what we did and we, we grieve all the time about it? Listen, Jesus came to set you free from the guilt, from the condemnation and all of, of all that darkness. Jesus came to set you free from the guilt and the condemnation of all that darkness. We've got to receive it. We've got to allow his light in. In fact, there's a story in God's word that about Jesus being the light in darkness that most of us miss in the context of Jesus actually being the light of the world. In fact, it's a very popular story. In fact, people outside of the church actually know this story. And it's the story about a woman being caught in adultery. And the religious leaders of his day bring this woman to Jesus to try and trick him. Because what they recognize is that if Jesus lets her off, then he's not following the law of Moses. But if he condemns her, then he is sentencing someone to death. So they think they have him between these, a rock and a hard place. And most of you know the story. They bring this woman before Jesus and and Jesus then picks up a rock like they've got. And he says, let him that is without sin, let him cast the first stone. And one by one, the religious leaders begin to leave. And then Jesus looks at this woman and says, woman, are there anyone that condemn you? And said, there are none, Lord. And he says, I don't condemn you either. And what he was really saying to him, he's saying, go live life in light of the abundant life that I actually have for you. 
see, when Jesus is telling us not to sin, it's not because he's saying, those are the fun things, I don't want you to do them. He's saying, look, go live life in the light of the goodness that I actually have for you. Because when you get on the path of life, life shows up in your life. Things work in your life. The squeaking door stops squeaking. You get your dog back, you get your truck back, all kinds of, it's like playing a country western record backwards. It's amazing how things begin to change in your life. And I've shared this story in messages over the years, and, and a lot of times I kind of ended at verse 11, and you can read it, it's in Matthew, uh, John chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. It, but it, as many times as I preach this, most times I don't include verse 12. And it is really encapsulates everything that happened in the first few verses. Because here's what happens in verse 12. It says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. What Jesus was saying to the people that he's saying to many of us here today is, do you see what I did for her? I can do the same thing in you. Listen, I've got light for your emotions. I've got light for your depression. I've got light for your finances. I've got light for your health. I've got light today for your relationships today. Jesus has light for every one of us here today. He came to be the light of the world. You say, Richie, you make it seem so easy. Is it really that easy? Yes and no. It, it really is because see, it's easy because of the fact that Jesus has already paid for it all. Your, your debt has been paid in full. Every promise that God has in his word is made available to you. But if you're a Christian and you want to walk in this, you have to remember when the darkness is trying to penetrate you, that the light of God is actually on the inside of you. You have to remember in the darkness what you learned in the light. Because it's in the darkness that we forget what we learned in the light. And suddenly we start speaking the wrong things and we start listening to ourselves instead of speaking to ourselves. And we forget and we don't remind ourselves about the goodness and the grace of God, about the favor of God. Listen, there's some people that are going to hear this, the good news about Jesus, even followers of Jesus Christ, that he came to bring light into dark areas of their life, but they'll sit there passively. They'll kind of yawn, some of them, and they'll, they'll just sit there. They'll never receive the light in some of those dark areas of their life that Jesus died to bring into their lives. I, there's a variety of reasons. Some believe they'll never overcome it. Some believe it's the way it's always supposed to be. My grandparents were this way. My parents were this way. It's just the way that I am. It's the way I'm always going to be. I'm always going to be depressed. I'm always going to be broke. God say no. What I'm saying to you today is that the application of this message is that we have to do the very first words that God spoke. Let there be light. The key word is let, let it. Let means to allow or to permit. It means to allow to pass. If we begin to remind ourselves that everything we're going through, we're going through, that it came to pass and we allow the light of God to shine in our life, it changes everything. And there's some of you today that all you need to do to get out of the darkness that you're in is to allow the light of God's word, his promises, his goodness to enter into your life. It really is that easy, but you can resist it. You can resist it and not allow the light to enter into areas of our life or into your life, the total aspect of your life. So listen, this year, don't just celebrate Christmas, experience Christmas. 
Don't just focus on the details of Jesus' birth. Experience the significance of Christ's birth and what he died and came for for every one of us, that he has light for every one of us that are here today. For some of you that are here today, it means salvation. It means giving your life to Christ, maybe for the very first time or rededicating your life to him. Other, for others of you, it's surrendering areas of your life. The, the thing that you keep trying to control, your kids, your spouse, your finances, the government, on and on and on. It's surrendering it to him. Areas where you've been bound up with doubt, fear, and unbelief. That's how we can always tell. It's how we can always tell when we're not trusting God is doubt enters in, fear enters in, unbelief enters in. And we need to let his light shine in and allow his light into those dark areas of our life. It can't, the darkness can't stay when we let his light in. And it really is about today. And every day and every moment of every day doing the first words that God spoke, let there be light. And it begins, it'll put you on a journey to walk in the fullness of life that God has for you. It's not a problem-free life. It's not a difficult-free life, but it's an overcoming, conquering life that as problems come in, you conquer and grow stronger as you let the light of God shine into your life.